Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to Los Angeles. All right, guys, we have another exciting guest today. You might know Dr. Loretta Seraldo, MD, FAAD, as the creator of the cult favorite Tightening Eye Gel, which won Allure's Best of Beauty Awards in 2019. She is a highly sought after board certified dermatologist with over 40 years of experience, an avid clinical researcher, published author, and a regular on camera beauty expert. Her research experience started in 1975 in the dermatology department of Harvard Medical School, where she performed early testing on the effects of UVA on human skin and contributed to the development of the Fitzpatrick skin type classification, which is so major, and you know that she knows a lot about sun exposure just from that fact alone. She received her MD from Downstate Medical College of State University of New York and completed her dermatology residency at Albert Einstein College of Medicine in the Bronx, New York, where she was selected as chief resident. Dr. Loretta is a line of anti-aging skincare products formulated with high concentrations of advanced medical grade actives combined with blends of the most beneficial essential oils and botanical and marine ingredients to ensure that the skin remains unexposed to harmful external influences. So please welcome Dr. Loretta to Los Angeles. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much. I'm great and really so excited to be here with you today. Oh my gosh, that like... Your resume. Oh my I mean, god! I'm like tired for you. <laughs> oh, thank you. How do you do it well, all? I think it's really a matter of passion. I am very passionate about everything I do, and because I still practice as well, I really have a motivation and a goal to make people feel so much better about themselves, more comfortable in their own skin, and even really more confident as they age. So you sort of talked about my professional life. I also am a woman in my now my late 60s, and I feel so much more confident probably than I did even about my appearance. I feel so much more confident than I did in my 30s. So my goal is really to share my passion and my confidence about aging with everyone. And it just keeps me going. I really don't believe I will ever tire of this. Oh my gosh. I love that. You know, we are big fans of your products. um, And we've been using them for a while. I remember when I first met you, Sarah was, I don't know where you were that day. I know. I was so sad I couldn't come. Well, we went and had brunch, coffee, and it was, I was like, finally, somebody that understands. Like, you're an actual expert. You have put in the time. You've done the research. I mean, you're an actual doctor. Yeah, exactly. It's not like they just slapped DR on the line. You know what I mean? Which yes, I think a lot of people you. are, you know, a- attempting to do these days. Like I-, I will reach out to people and ask like, okay, wait, so, you know, what are your certifications? And it's kind of murky. So mm-hmm. where they you, just like won't answer. Oh you. yeah. They just right. ghost you. That's always special. Yeah. But I remember when you told me about the Fitzpatrick 
skin type classification and your work with it, I was like, okay, since I'm, a, I've been a sunscreen junkie since I could read Allure magazine. That Good. was, that yeah, was the, same. yeah, right. I mean, right. that was like the first skincare tip I ever learned right. besides don't put um, black eyeliner on your lower lash line to keep from wrinkles. Remember when that was a thing? Yes. Oh I, my gosh. I remember reading that when I was like 11 thinking, no black eyeliner. What? I don't have yeah. any wrinkles to worry about. So I'm crazy. Funny. But that all being said, you're so informed. You like essentially like wrote the book on this stuff. So we're so excited to have you here because you have a new launch that we're going to get to a little bit later in the show um, yes. that I think, you know, blends beautifully with with your vision and, and what you're trying to bring out to the world. So yeah, um, yeah we're just going to kick it off with some girl chat. Yeah. Great. So as Kirby mentioned, you know, you are a doctor, you went to medical school. Um, and while you were in med school, you got a job at Harvard Medical School Dermatology Department doing research on the effects of UVA on the human skin. Why was this so interesting to you, especially at that time? Well, I have to tell you that in medical school, this was after my first year of medical school when I arrived at this summer job in a laboratory. And the very first day, they gave me a little instrument and said, go out on the lawn, and this is going to measure if this thing called ultraviolet A reaches the surface of the earth. So imagine in 1975, first of all, I had completed my first year of medical school and had actually never heard of ultraviolet A. I think that, uh, and, and so I did find, yes, it did reach the surface of the earth, and then I went on to test human skin to the effects of ultraviolet A. Unfortunately, one of the very first people that we tested, I'm sorry to say, it was a lab partner and I, she ended up in the burn unit of Massachusetts General Hospital because we gave her, we had her out under the sun for too long. I think that what happened with me is it sort of made me a bit of a mad scientist, certainly an out-of-the-box thinker. And so when you fast forward to uh, the fact that I have the education and the clinical practice, but I also am a little bit of a historian. And what I realize is that just like in the 1970s, when we honestly had no idea that ultraviolet A might be damaging our skin, and I think, you know, I remember in the 70s how women would be, it was very common, women did not work. Not very many women worked at all. Not very many women even went to medical school in the 1970s. So women spent an awful lot of time outside under the sun. We didn't even have sunscreen that covered UVA. Now, really 45 years later, I think we need to sort of revamp the way that we think about the factors that are damaging our skin. And I think that I have that unique sort of historical background and, and decades of clinical practice. And so over time, I've really investigated what other factors might be aging us. So you just went perfectly into yeah. our next question is <laughs> that you believe that there are actually four external factors that contribute to aging and you have proof that they actually contribute to 85% of correctable and preventable skin aging, which is nuts. If it's that preventable, why isn't yeah. everybody doing it? So let's talk about what those factors are and what we should be doing to make sure that we're accurately and effectively 
protecting ourselves. Okay, so thank you. And I, I love the question and the way you stated it. Uh, I would say that by nature, I'm an extremely positive person. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to sort of repeat, Kirby, the way that you stated it. You said that, and I'm going to talk about these factors okay. that are, are aging and really sort of damaging your skin. But I love, Kirby, that the way you questioned me, you said that these are, if we address them, They're both preventable and correctable changes. So I don't want to scare uh, womankind or mankind. (laughs) I want you to realize that although we might be uh, sort of exposing ourselves to external aggressors that are responsible for about 85% of, of aging changes, that we can always, almost always correct them to some degree and certainly prevent further damage. Which is the so first, nice. Yeah. Right? right? Yes. Because really. most people are like, they like to fear monger. So Absolutely. it's right. nice that you're you're telling people, okay, you know what? You, you made a bad, you made a boo-boo. We can move forward with this. Yes. And honestly, to prove that, what I've done in my clinical testing is include volunteers in their 70s and we've seen improvement in their skin very notable visible improvement even well into their 70s wow so what are the factors the first one is pollution and we know that pollution if you just look at populations who live in urban settings, which in America is over 80% of all Americans live in urban settings, but urban versus rural settings, that there are 22% more age spots associated with living in an urban setting. Mm. We know that creases and wrinkles are deeper when you're in an urban setting. And the urban setting is really the, the pollution factor. Okay. And so pollution is a very big factor in aging our skin and causing a lot of changes that we often associate just with chronologic aging, especially lines, wrinkles, creases, and age spots. The other thing to know about pollution is that pollution is actually, the rate of pollution, the amount of pollution is higher indoors than outdoors. Whoa! So, yes, so... What that then practically speaks to is that it's a great idea to be aware of using skincare, even if you're not going out for the day. You that's know, a I lot think that's of us- like something that, well, you know, it, we spoke to Renee, everyone who is either like an esthetician or a dermatologist will right. tell you that, but a lot of people just don't believe it, which yeah. is so strange because uh, yes. you're like right. so the you know this is the environmental protection agency the world health organization they have the stats and pollution levels are higher the other thing that i want to tell you is that pollution really the way that it damages our skin is it causes free radical damage yep. and so the kind of thing that we want to use the kind of ingredient we want to use to protect us from free radical damage is antioxidants mm-hmm. and we'll be talking I think a little more about it because we use one extremely unique antioxidant in every one of our Dr. Loretta regimens which we'll talk about in a little yeah, bit yeah okay. I definitely yeah definitely so to that. do you sorry to, uh, to interrupt but no. just quickly do you have like an air purifier in every room of your home? Okay, so this is what (laughs) I would like to tell you, that if you look at our Dr. Loretta boxes and, you know, all of our packaging, we use the expression skin unexposed. We want to keep our skin unexposed to this. And really, if you're protecting your skin with clothing, that happens to be a very good protection from pollution. Now, if you have any respiratory problems, then absolutely air filters are great. Okay. And 
that's what I say for that. But let's get back to the yes. four factors. Yeah. So the first is pollution. Yeah. The second is light. Now, remember what I just said to you, that 90% of our time is spent indoors. So yes, I do believe we have to protect ourselves from UVA and UVB, but visible light is proving to be a really detrimental and damaging force for skin. Okay. And so there's a very nice study that was published in the dermatology literature, the Journal of Investigative Dermatology, that shows that when the same person is exposed to ultraviolet A or visible light, the visible light actually produces more redness, swelling, and pigment than UVA. Okay, so for people that might not know what visible light means, can you just... Yes, so actually visible light is like indoor lights, like we're sitting under right this moment. So yes, there's some amount of that, especially that spectrum they're called the blue light. Okay. And the biggest exposure is... Uh, from indoor lighting, but even more than light bulbs, it's really coming from instruments that we or devices that we put our skin up to. So especially our computers and our cell phones, which we are always doing that. Like, and especially if you read your screen time on your phone, yes, for the day or for the week, it's actually horrifying to know how much six you, seven hours just on your phone, yeah, and then add how many hours you spend staring at your laptop totally I mean I guess for me I'm glued to my phone and my computer because I'm a workaholic but like I would be less inclined to use those things now knowing the effects of the blue light or at the very least like protecting our skin at all times exactly it's like that's what drives me to do things I'm like oh it's gonna be bad for my skin right I mean you're not alone everyone Yeah. And remember that, you know, I'm here not only to tell you the problem, but also the solution. Yeah, no, yeah. totally, totally. So but this is very on. informative. Like, yes. people need to know. So you have the pollution. You have the light. Next, climate. I think that all of us, well, most of us agree that climate change is a reality. Mm. And things like greenhouse emissions, which really have all to do with carbon-free radicals, methane and other kinds of carbon-free radicals in the air. So when it comes to climate, whether it's outdoor climate with things like climate change and the carbon-free radical damage that our skin undergoes from that, or climate indoors and climate control. So that most of us, again, 90% of our time is indoors, and most of us are subject to either air conditioning or indoor heating for most of the year. And what that does is it really lowers the humidity level in the air, besides adjusting the temperature. In lowering the middle humidity level, it's actually sucking the moisture out of our skin and we become dehydrated. So again, the, remembering the Dr. Loretta products are trying to address all of these factors. And then the last factor is irritants. And if you buy something and you start to use it and all of a sudden your face gets red, fine, you'll stop it. But what we really don't realize, or many uh, consumers don't realize, is that there's what we call in dermatology subclinical irritation, meaning you really don't even realize that some of the ingredients in a product are somewhat bothersome to your skin. And so over time, you may have a little bit of redness. You may have just a little bit of even broken vessels or whatever. Not only is that going to be causing the change of increased redness and blotchiness, which, by the way, is often sort of misdiagnosed as rosacea or sensitive skin, Mm. but we know that irritants 
cause what we call like an inflammation in our skin that actually makes our collagen break down faster. And that really ages our skin more because when collagen breaks down, we see the exaggeration of lines and all. So the four factors that as we're sitting right here sort of attacking our skin, but hopefully not mine because I've got on all my Dr. Lorraine yep. products. Okay? <laughs> but the four factors that I really want to I help you with, the, the external aggressors, the environmental damage that we're all undergoing 24-7 are the exposure to pollutants, to light, both visible and UVA, to climate conditions, and to irritants. So in developing the Dr. Loretta line, I really didn't just want to take advantage of the fact that I'm a 40-year dermatologist. I really wanted to come up with a very unique approach. I love women and men to stop thinking that they're just aging because of their age or because of sun damage. And it's really that we need to be protecting our skin and addressing all four of those external aggressors. It's so interesting because the first thing you did bring up was the pollution. And to be completely honest, I feel like, Sarah, you could probably speak to this too, but growing up, that was not something that was really harped on. Mm-mm. You're it, so right. Antioxidants, we would hear that they were in skincare products, but to be completely honest, it was kind of like, okay, whatever, an antioxidants in our product, great. Right. And cares? I feel mm-hmm. like it's only recently become such a big buzzword in the skincare industry, whereas, you know, sun damage and, you know, sunscreen, all that, I mean, we, like Kirby said, like we grew up just slathering it all over our face, trying to stay under, uh, mm-hmm. out of the sun. Yeah. Because that's what we felt like you know, equated to aging. And Absolutely. I, and I also feel like, you know, I, I, I keep thinking of like commercials on TV where it would talk about antioxidants or like, you know, pollution or whatever. And it kind of goes over people's heads because they don't understand what free radical means. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's easy for people to kind of like overlook it as a, a main factor because they're like, well, what is it? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I have to go outside yes. or yes. I have to do, you know, I have to be around. But things. it's happening inside. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. And that's the thing. So I think it's important because I, I, I noticed that when I was, you know, reading up on the brands, like the number one, like it's not the number one, but in order you talk about pollution first. Yeah. And, and so I feel like that's something that, it's yes. a huge takeaway people right. yes. should yes. think about. And what I would like to say, too, is that in that way, us saying that we're addressing pollution at the Dr. Loretta line, that does not sound all that unique, but we are addressing it in a very advanced way. And so I'd like to actually yeah, uh, please. You know, elaborate on that. So the first thing is that you have to realize that pollution particles are very minute. Some of them are up to 30 times smaller than the size of our pores. So they really penetrate deeply into our skin. (laughs) Too bad they're not good for you. (laughs) Do I need to (laughs) just wear a mask? Wouldn't that be nice, right? Right. It'd be awesome if they were great for your skin. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Exactly, exactly. A really great essence. Right. So one of the ways that we're addressing it is with our gentle hydrating cleanser. And that cleanser has a lot of good things. It's got beneficial essential oils, it's got firming marine peptides, but it also has a specific marine extract which is able to absorb these tiny microscopic particles. Okay. And so what I really like, so this is called the Gentle Hydrating Cleanser, and I love if now that we're sort of educating our listeners to the fact that pollution is very high levels indoors as well as out, 
I love people to consider washing their face twice a day. Yep. Why? Because when we sleep at night, we're really rubbing our faces into the pillowcase, mm-hmm. which is laden with dust mites and other uh, carries of pollution particles. So this is one way to use our, uh, our hydrating cleanser. And actually what I use myself, how I use it is I don't even mix it with water. I just sort of rub it onto my face a little bit like a mask, okay. leave it on for uh, two to three minutes while I sort of do something like brush my teeth and then wash it off to give it the time to absorb these pollution particles. So that is one very unique way that we're addressing pollution. Then all of our all of our regimens, because we do make three different regimens, but all of our regimens highlight a wonderful antioxidant called lipochromin. Okay, yeah, this is what you were yes. discussing. And lipochromin is the strongest antioxidant that exists. So it's stronger than vitamin C, vitamin E, edibinone. It's, it's uh, the edibinone. On, on the assay for uh, antioxidant strength, edibinone is the second strongest, and the lipochromin is 11 times stronger than that. Wow. But even more than that, remember that antioxidants are really serving the specific purpose of mitigating the damage from free radicals. So if you read about free radicals, what you're almost always going to hear is this antioxidant is great for oxygen free radicals. But remember just a few moments ago when we were talking about climate change, I said that's really predominantly carbon free radicals. Mm -hmm. If you turn on a gas stove, it's carbon free radicals. Secondhand smoke is nitrogen free radicals. Car exhaust fumes are are oxygen but also very much nitrogen and carbon free radicals and lipochromin. And this one is uh, really a da da da. <laughs> lipochromin is the only antioxidant that protects the skin from not only oxygen, but also nitrogen and carbon free radicals. Wow. So um, we do like to emphasize that our line is really a combination of picking the best, most beneficial ingredients from nature, but also from the medical field. And so lipochromin is a synthetic. I will say that, that the way that this was created is it was synthesized in the laboratory and it was originally used only for medical purposes. And to this day, it is still used internally to treat cancer patients. Mm. But we're using it topically. We're not making any kind of medical claims. It's certainly not a cancer drug, but it is a powerhouse antioxidant that will really protect your skin from all three kinds of free radical damage, carbon, oxygen, and nitrogen free radicals. Wow. I mean, I've literally never even heard yeah. of that. So why that is, is awesome. Why is it that other you know, skincare brands maybe aren't using that antioxidant? Well, I think it's a couple of things. Number one, this was something that literally, because I've been making products for the medical arena for years, I discovered this product. It's from Europe. Uh, I discovered this ingredient. And also, I do have to say that uh, many times, bigger companies take decades before they will bring a product or ingredient to market. Mm -hmm. I think the fact that obviously my brand has very easy access to clinical testing because I do it myself, you know, we can bring (laughs) things to market faster. Also, I will mention to you that there is a, a growing trend in skincare for consumers to be told to use natural ingredients. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is a synthetic. 
And what we believe extremely, what I believe as a physician and as a skincare expert is that there are instances where synthetic ingredients, because they really have advanced benefits, they're preferable to the natural ingredients. Actually, the the way that the lipochromin was synthesized, the laboratory says it was bio-inspired by vitamin E. They Mm -hmm. sort of took the vitamin E molecule and super powered it up and and made the lipochromin. That's amazing. Wow. I love I'm like loving all of this and learning so much. Seriously. So, as you mentioned, you've been formulating skincare products for medical practices since 1993, and you clearly love, you know, sun protection, but you didn't initially launch with a sunscreen when you created your brand. Is there was there a reason for that? Yeah, I will tell you that uh, we did just launch our sunscreen, although we have been working on it for a full uh, over three years. And that actually, I think, relates back to me. I was very fortunate just last month to be lecturing uh, to 550 cosmetic chemists at the sunscreen symposium. Oh, I'm so and, jealous. Yes. That and awesome. I was very proud too because there were a lot of members of the FDA there and they came up and complimented me. One of them came up, the head of the uh, non-prescription drugs of the FDA came up and complimented me on my talk. I started the talk by saying, as a dermatologist with 40 years of experience, the advice that I give to each and every patient when they ask me, Dr. Seraldo, what sunscreen should I use is one simple advice. I want you to use the sunscreen that you like. Right. And it took me three years to develop a product that not only was medically sound and I'd say sort of cosmetically elegant, but really super user-friendly. And I had very specific goals. I wanted that sunscreen to be able to serve as even a lightweight moisturizer, a makeup primer, Uh, You can also use it in lieu of a light foundation. And so it really took that long. We also have vanilla, I'm sorry, vanilla and lavender uh, essential oils in it. We wanted that scent to be something that would be pleasant enough, but really not at all overpowering. We wanted it to blend with all skin tones up to that Fitzpatrick type six. So even if you have very dark skin, it will blend in. And so it really took uh, this long. And of course, it does contain lipochromin because uh, one of the things that light does, whether it's visible light or ultraviolet light, is it causes a lot of free radical damage. So it has lipochromin. And last of all, it also has blue light protection. Yeah. which we feel is extremely important. So Wow, no wonder it took you so long to develop it. Yeah, seriously. And like I <laughs> mean, it's like a powerhouse of a sunscreen. And yes. we're looking at the package right now and it says multifaceted protection from UVA, UVB, HEV and pollution, which I don't think I've ever seen a sunscreen that mentions the last two. I yeah. mean, yeah. UV, what is, usually for sunscreens, it's like UVA, UVB, like broad spectrum, you know. PA, plus, plus, yeah, plus. Yeah, exactly. That's right. it. Yeah. So I have to tell you that at the sunscreen symposium, everyone in attendance, the 550 people, you know, who were all chemists or FDA members, I, you know, they all said, of course, sunscreen all needs blue light. We need the H. And by the way, we're using the words blue light, visible light, and that term HEV, which Uh stands for high energy visible, we're using them interchangeably. Okay, got it. So the 550 experts 
at the sunscreen symposium, we all said, of course, we know that we have to have blue light protection and sunscreen, but the consumer does not know this. Exactly. And again, being a small company, we're able to get things to market faster. We are definitely the first to market sunscreen that protects you from all three types of free radicals that are caused by pollution and from the HEV or visible light from digital screens. And also remember, and I don't, I'm sorry that I don't think I did mention this, that the sun emits more of the blue light than even UVA and UVB combined. Oh, when what? you go outside, yeah, when you go outside and you see the sky is blue, that's blue light. <laughs> There's a reason why. Way wants to give you the confidence to live life your way, especially on wash day. Whether your strands are fine, medium, or thick, Way has shampoo and conditioner that's quick. From volume and shine to deeply hydrating, Way helps you find your way on good hair days every single day. Yeah. <laughs> Did y'all like that jingle? Did I get everything I needed to tell you about Way in that singular jingle? Y'all, what can be said? We love Way. We've talked about this a million times. We are so thankful that Way is a partner of Los Angeles because literally, I mean, we've had Jen Atkin on the podcast, the founder. We, I feel like we grew up with this brand. Like we remember when it launched, they have expanded so much, but one thing remains the same. Hair is the piece de resistance of this brand. I'm personally obsessed with the detox shampoo. Y'all heard me rave about this. I literally just talked about it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, but that is what my scalp needs because you know that I do not wash my hair every single day. And by the way, I had the cleanest scalp at the Dyson event the other week. So I'm just telling you, <laughs> it works. They have something for every hair type, no matter if your scalp is super dry or your hair is super thin and you want some volume or maybe it's overly processed. Like, let me hold your hand when I tell you this. You may need a leave-in conditioner. You may need one. And there's no shame in that game. Bust out the way leave-in conditioner. We love it. I mean, they have so many products, whether it's shampoo and conditioner, treatment products, styling products, fragrance. We love everything Way. Way guarantees a good hair day. And you can wash your way to healthier hair with shampoos and conditioners made just for you from Way, of course. Just go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use the code GLOSS for 15% off your entire purchase. That's theway.com and use code GLOSS. Again, that's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com code GLOSS for 15% off your entire purchase. And the sky yeah. is blue. Is wow. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so dumb for not knowing that. No, but you know, really most people do not know it. And I think that uh, really one of my biggest goals is educating. And again, not educating to be a fear monger whatsoever, but to really make people believe that no matter what your age, you can have some visible reversal of things that you don't like about your skin, and you can certainly prevent so much future damage just by protecting yourself from these four damaging factors. Yeah, I mean, knowledge is power. Yeah, so I agree. We're, um, we're of the same opinion. Dr. Loretta, I don't, Kirby, have you swatched this yet? No, I haven't it. even opened it. I love the formula. It Thank goes on you. so smooth, it absorbs so quickly, and... I feel like with a lot of sunscreens, especially ones that act as, you know, moisturizers and tries to do all this mm. stuff, it's super chalky or it's really thick. Um, and this one just, oh my gosh, feels really, really hydrating on the skin. And like I said, just 
absolutely absorbed so quickly. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. It already absorbed. It, face. Oh, it's yeah. like it's, it has a matte finish. Yes. It, it really leaves your skin looking better than before you put on. And you know, that was my goal. Not that me as a dermatologist tells you, oh, you got to put on sunscreen. It's that you want to put it on because you like the way your skin looks, that immediately when you put it on, your skin looks right. a little bit better. I mean, I know so many friends of mine who don't like to wear sunscreen because they don't like how it looks on their skin, how it feels under makeup, and I'm just like... Or how it smells. Or how it smells. Yes. Yeah, and this has a very light smell, but it's... it's. I was going to say, yes. she mentioned some the, essential oil. Yeah, you mentioned that, but... You it's can barely, very, yeah. It's very like I, I, I almost like I can smell it like faintly, right? But it doesn't linger. Yeah. So what you have to know is we use very minute, very low percentages of the essential oils. Yep. To make it a pleasant experience on application, but not but to then irritate. The scent, exactly, and it's going to dissipate immediately. Totally. Really. So it's actually funny that you mentioned that because we have an episode where we talk about skincare ingredients we're a little weary of when we see them like in a package or we hear that they're in a product and one of them is essential oils, but. To your yes. point, it's how it's formulated right. and it's the concentration of them. Exactly. Yeah. I think that honestly, expertise does matter in formulating and essential oils need to be put into formulas typically in the range of 0.5% or less. So most of our, I don't think that we actually have a single formula where even up to 0.5%. And many of our formulations were at 0.01%. Yeah. So, so I mean, that's where I think there's been misinformation. You know, another thing I must jump in to say to you, yes. it came up at the sunscreen symposium uh, that I just attended or a lecture uh, about silicone. Mm -hmm. You know, as a dermatologist, I think that many silicones are extremely beneficial, even in terms of helping penetration, certainly getting an even spread. And one thing that is really, again, I'm sorry to say almost like a little bit of misinformation, is that so-called chemical-free sunscreens that use zinc, typically the most com most, almost all zincs that are used are coated with silicone. So when a line says they're silicone free, they're chemical free, fine, but do understand that the meaning of that term is a little bit dubious and frankly inaccurate mm. because their zinc is silicone coated, which is very, very helpful to get better spreadability. Got it. So even though it's good for the spread, it, they're still not being 100% accurate with their claims. Yes. Okay. And also, I think that, uh, again, my experience has been that silicone is a very helpful ingredient, that, again, it really can help to maximize the absorption of beneficial ingredients and to get a very even spread of product. Yeah, mm. Sarah, when did silicone get a bad rap? Like, I feel, I feel in the like, last couple years. Yeah, and people have been messaging us like, but does it have silicone in it? And what are your thoughts on silicones? I'm like, are we supposed to not? Right, I mean, which to Dr. Letter's point is just there's so much misinformation. Yeah. But I mean, it's such a confusing industry and you know how are we supposed to find yes. out especially if we're not experts or beauty editors like what is what is your advice yes. when it comes to finding a product that you know maybe has silicones right. and how do we know right. whether or not it's okay okay so the very first thing I'd like to almost take it into a little broader question sure and to say that I think that if you are having any issues with your skin you should actually research the ingredient list on each of the products that you're using 
For instance, a very common thing that I see in my office so often is perioral dermatitis, which really is just sort of like acne around the uh, around the mouth area. Okay. And some of the very popular scrubs that are used, you know, the first thing that we dermatologists say if someone comes in and they're breaking out around their mouth is please do not use anything with mint or cinnamon. Mm. You know, very commonly people will use dental floss that's mint flavored or cinnamon flavored. But unfortunately, some of the more common scrubs have cinnamon essential oil. Now, this is sort of really not good for the problem that you have, because here we dermatologists are saying, you know, avoid doing certain things. This will clear you up. But then the very ingredients in the products that you're using become a problem. So this is the first thing that I like to say. Try to research all of the ingredient listing. And I'm not saying that you need to always do this on your own. You know, you can go to your dermatologist, but for instance, when I get in a new patient, we ask them to bring in the products that they're using so that we can take a look. If you don't have easy access to a dermatologist or, or maybe you don't even have the listing of ingredients on your products because they were on the box and you threw away the box, mm-hmm. then a, a site I would recommend, uh, first of all, you can go to the manufacturer's site. At the Dr. Loretta site, we have the full ingredient listing on every single product that we make. But in case you are using products where the manufacturer doesn't have the ingredient listing, if it's on Derm Store, Derm mm. Store is a very good site that will list the full ingredient deck. We love, so, we love Derm Store. Yes, we, I do too. So it's so, <laughs> so underrated. Yeah, And they really have such is. good sales. They have amazing yes. sales. Yeah, that people yes. just don't even know about. Yeah, so I think I do really like that. And I even ask patients, you know, take a look at everything. Like I'm saying to you, don't use dental floss. That has cinnamon, but please make sure that, you know, your exfoliator doesn't have cinnamon in it, this kind of thing. Oh my gosh, so, so when you say, yeah, but that sort of depends on what the person's problem is, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. Believe it or not, parabens, which became much less popular years ago, they're mm-hmm. still in a lot of, a lot of the big brands still have parabens. Yeah. You know, if you don't have any problems, if it's been linked possibly to breast cancer, you know, if if you don't have breast cancer in the family, maybe you want to finish up something you have with parabens. You know, I think that uh, it's going to be on an individual basis, but I really do think that you need to reflect on the expertise of the people behind the brand. Agreed. And to that point, I want to, you talked about seeing clients come in and they have acne around their mouth. This leads me to common skincare conundrums that you see. I'm curious, what are the most common skincare issues you see with, I want to just go with women in this case, Mm -hmm. women in their 20s, women in their 30s, and women in their 40s. Is there something that you notice trend-wise for each category? Okay, the first thing that I'd say is that we are starting to see an awful lot of women in their 20s coming in complaining of crow's feet. Okay. And this is a huge shift <laughs> from 40 years ago. Yeah. I don't think that people of 25 even understood what the word crow's feet was. <laughs> totally. Uh, you know, in the 1970s. <laughs> and as a dermatologist, I do blame this on digital screens for sure. Mm. And actually, uh, I'm sitting with you ladies and you have on as a gift with purchase right now for the launch of our sunscreen, <laughs> we have blue light protective, screen protective glasses that and we're giving pink. as a gift. They're, and they're so pink. cute. They're so cute. So we're and, wearing them. And so the first thing I do want to tell you is if you wear contact lenses or prescription glasses, 
the ophthalmologist, the eye doctors, recognized long ago how damaging blue light was to your eyes. So if you're wearing prescription contacts, your eyes are being protected from blue light. Oh, thank God. But why we made these, these are nice, big, round glasses. And why we did that is because an awful lot of people who have dark under-eye circles really have them because they're sitting at the computer at, you know, eight hours a day. And remember, we said that that digital light gives you more hyperpigmentation, more darkness than even ultraviolet. So they've already done studies that prove this? Yes. We we even have a a graphic that from a published study that shows really how much more redness, swelling, and pigments you get from the blue light, not only immediately on exposure, but even a week later, you still have got... Does it matter how close you are to the screen or to your phone? Yeah. So what I would say is that they haven't done enough studies with that, but definitely, you know, I will tell you that some dermatologists will say to me, well, Loretta, you know, you really are, you know, the the light that's emitted by the computer screen is not as much as the blue light emitted by the sun. How do you know it's a problem? I think that the difference is that you are holding your face directly Mm. in front Mm -hmm. of that form of actual light radiation. And so you're focusing on it. And that's why I will tell you that I started to even teach the dermatology residents how to administer Botox 26 years ago. Wow. 26 years ago, our average person coming in who was interested in Botox was in their 40s. Now practicing in Miami, as I do, (laughs) many 20-year-olds are coming in asking if they're ready for Botox for the crow's feet. So that's one thing that I'm seeing. Okay. The next thing I'm seeing is that a lot of people in their... A lot of women in their 20s, and I think it's because... um, women are coming in saying, gee whiz, I didn't have this much acne in high school and now I've got it in my 20s. What's going on? And what I see not only is what we're starting to call adult acne in the 20s, and we know that adult acne is the most common form of acne, but I'm also seeing a trend of a lot of exfoliation, Mm -hmm. a lot of at-home exfoliation. And like I alluded to before, you know, it may be good, but then again, in that exfoliating product, you might be exposing yourself to things that can make you break out more with your acne. So I think that you've got to be a little bit careful. There is such a thing as too much of a good thing. And uh, I think that that can lead to sensitivity, all of this at-home aggression. And then by the 30s, wow, sometimes on some days it seems like half of the women who come in to see me in their 30s tell me that they have rosacea. And you can't see me, listeners, but I'm making this in quote marks because I think that a lot of times this redness that you're experiencing on your face is really an inflammation and irritation from all the stuff you're doing. Uh, you know, if you follow what the Koreans are saying, and I have respect for them, uh, their dermatologists are excellent, but Korean skincare is advocating 10 steps a day I think that that's falling into a huge trap of overexposure and overstimulation. You all, I feel like you just named everything, every issue that all of our listeners have like submitted questions about. Like uh, yeah, just... and maybe it was like talking to me directly. I was <laughs> no, oh, I you. me too because we've talked about this. I have a little bit of redness in my cheeks, and I'm like, is it rosacea? Like, what is it? And then yeah, I mean, you really just or is it blue light or is it blue or light? irritants? Right. 
Yeah, I was a chronic, but now reformed overexfoliator. I learned that I had to stop doing both physical and chemical exfoliants every single day because I was a crazy person. And what's funny is I had an actual doctor tell me that I had rosacea because of my skin, but they didn't spend that much time with me, to be completely honest, and didn't ask me that many questions. Which um, is always and, a sign that you're like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they p- wanted to put me on Accutane. Wow. And told me, like, I mean, also told me insane stuff, like, you have rosacea, if you don't get this taken care of, now you're going to have a big bulbous nose, and like, what? all this... Yeah, it was like the weirdest thing ever. I have was never... This recent? This was four or five years ago. Oh. Like, I remember, like, being in the office about to sign that I was going to, like, have two forms of birth control to, like, make sure that my... Like if and I got sure pregnant on Accutane, I'm like, I'm not taking Accutane. Why am I on Accutane? I don't need to be on Accutane. You, you didn't go yeah, on. Your skin was probably great. The sad part, and obviously we don't like to drag people on this podcast, so yeah. I'm not going to. But the sad part is that this person does make amazing skincare products that mm. I use and actually like, but it does concern me that this person that was, the was diagnosis. yeah like it, I'm like maybe you should retire yeah. I think you've been doing this like way too long maybe you're just bored um because <laughs> now you have nothing yeah. interesting to say to me well and I'd sort of like to address that too I yeah. think that it's very important if you do go to the dermatologist and I will say I do think that if you make a dermatology appointment that you have the right to be seen by the board-certified dermatologist. In many states, we have physician extenders. So you go in, you think you're being seen by a board-certified dermatologist, and instead you have the physician's assistant or the nurse practitioner. I think that if it's a problem that is distressing to you, be sure you're seen by the board-certified dermatologist. And the second thing is that I believe in always starting with topical care. You know, if topical care fails, we can go on. But uh, I will tell you, recently a patient came in who told me she'd been diagnosed with lupus. And I said, uh, you know, skin lupus. And I said, you know, gee whiz, uh, you've got this rash. It was redness on her nose and cheeks, bright red. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, it's sort of funny because typically the lupus is going to act up if you're in the sun a lot or are you in the sun a lot? And she said, oh, are you kidding? I'm 10 hours a day in front of a computer. And so I gave her actually, at that time her sunscreen hadn't been out yet, but we have a moisturizer called the Anti-Aging Repair Moisturizer. I gave her samples of it. And I said, let me take a picture of your face on your phone today. And these are enough samples to last you for a week. I'd like you to put it on this moisturizer day and night. And let's see you in a week. And when she came back in a week, I didn't recognize her. Wow. It was gone. And so what I do believe, and I say this with so much respect to my profession, but I do believe that uh, in dermatology practices, we are seeing a lot of skin cancer, unfortunately. Even the incidence of melanoma has increased. We're seeing you know, all-time highs with many kinds of skin cancer and precancers. And oftentimes, other skin conditions, non-cancer conditions, sort of uh, many doctors sort of just rush and say, oh, you know, this is a form of acne. Let me put you on this pill. Oh, uh, your blood test looks like you may have lupus. I see your face is red. This is lupus. Uh, And they wanted actually to put this patient on internal medication when really all she needed was blue light protection, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, really many times in my own practice, 
I'm actually the fourth or fifth dermatologist that the patient is seeing because that particular patient, and this is many patients right now, they really aren't willing to settle for a 10-minute consultation where they were given oral drugs to use, a prescription for oral drugs. So that's an aside. Uh, Find a doctor that you believe is compassionate and will spend time with you. Yeah. And and go in sort of having done a little bit of your own research. Accutane, uh, you know, there are 10 drugs that the FU, FDA associates with depression and suicidal thoughts. Accutane is on the list of 10, and it's the only non-psychiatric drug on that list. Uh, you know, some studies have said, many studies published in the U.S. have said that uh, Accutane maybe doesn't increase the incidence of suicide, but there's a study published in England, that in an animal study, that showed that Accutane will uh, make rats show signs of depression, take them off the Accutane, the depression clears, put them back on, it goes back in. So in animal studies are pretty objective. Mm. So don't don't take medicine internally unless you have so researched it. Mm-hmm. Totally. Well, I agree with that 100%. Okay, um, you've answered so many. Yeah, Is there oh anything God. else you wanted to add in regards to things you're seeing in women 20s, 30s, or 40s? Yeah. One other thing that I would say is that right now there's also a big trend for using at-home devices. Okay. Yes. And so I'd sort of like to comment on that a little bit. Uh Simple things are, for instance, cleansing with brushes. I think that that may be okay, or the Foreo, you know, but really be sure to clean whatever (laughs) surface is going onto your skin before you apply it to your skin because... Do you feel like it's even necessary, though, to use a cleansing brush? Right. So this is the thing. A cleansing brush is a physical device, right? Our gentle hydrating cleanser that gets rid of microscopic particles is truly, I think, a better situation. Uh, Also, with aging, and this starts by our 30s, a lot of times the top layer of skin is getting a little thinner, that epidermis, and so blood vessels come a little closer to the surface. Sometimes the agitation from using a brush or device can make the skin get redder. So I'm not that in favor of of, of that device. Another device would be a lot of people are now using at-home microneedling. Mm-hmm. Now, that I have to tell you, if you are gentle with it, I think that that can help a lot. Okay. And that, I've seen that help with acne scars, with lip lines, things like this. But again, the whole context should be never do too much of a good thing. Mm -hmm. And every single thing you do, even if you want to exfoliate, you know, start depending on your skin type. We make an exfoliating pad, a, a glycolic pad that has peptides to hydrate and stuff. And we say, you know, three to seven times a week. If you've never exfoliated before, start it three times a week. Yep. You know, uh, gradually get into this at-home uh, kind of device or, you know, ritual. I think that that's very important to and not overdo. Also, yeah. you know, to your point about microneedling, you should never be trying to achieve the same result as you would get from a professional who's no. using, like, you a professional need- pen. Right. You, should, yes, you shouldn't even I have agree. the same length of, of the Yes, you are so right. I do agree with you there. And, you know, now with the internet, people are having access to very deep needles, which really can also cause scarring. So I love, (laughs) actually, as you two are suggesting, I think the best thing is 
Go to a dermatologist that you have confidence in and even discuss your at-home routine. And if there is a place for at-home devices for you, mm-hmm. and really, um, I think it's great if you can find a doctor who who also believes in at-home skincare. Uh, the other thing I'm seeing is that a lot of women are getting too many procedures done. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, we're seeing women with uh, things that are out of proportion, you know, cheeks that look like what we call the moon face, where their face is just one round ball now. Yeah, very Lips large. Lips that look like they've just been so super inflated. I and love that Sarah's laughing. It's like very large. Right? Very large. Yeah. Yes. No, no, absolutely. You're right. And I feel like because of social media, it's just obviously getting worse. Well, they Thank like, you. They, I agree. They banned filters on Instagram that look like you've had cosmetic enhancements but I also would argue okay well then you need to get rid of the Paris filter because the Paris filter smooths your skin yes, or like, and makes you look better and so- like Kirby the photo that you posted on your Instagram over the weekend is like I just feel and like the caption that you wrote like basically it was Kirby she didn't have any yes, makeup on and I she, yes and she was showing how her real skin looks and I feel like that is so powerful because so many of us are just like naive and thinking that, you know, Kim Kardashian looks like Kim Kardashian. But then when you see Kim Kardashian in person, don't get me wrong, no, she is I mean, stunning. She, she has amazing, but she has pores. Yeah, like, she has you pores. You see lines on yes. her forehead. And she has wrinkles. Yes. Like, she, and yes. she's, I mean, obviously she is so beautiful, like you yes. said, and has access to all of these different things, but we are like all human. She's 40 years old, right? Yeah. She's 39. 39. Well, I'm sorry. Don't call her Kim. And Kirby, I also saw what you posted, and I think that that's wonderful. I, I call you an Instagram hero. Oh, thank because, you. That's but so it's very true because I think that so many, especially younger women, really feel that if they sh- if they fall short of perfect, they're inadequate. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's so important that real pictures are going up. Uh, seeing us, if you could have seen me, I am staying in a hotel and I ran down for some coffee and uh, my hair was a mess and <laughs> I didn't have a stitch of makeup on. And I looked in the mirror while I was waiting for the elevator. I thought, oh my gosh, no, but this is how we truly are. And uh, really it's very, very difficult, I think, for young women to live in the times of Instagram. Mm-hmm. And none of us is perfect. In fact, perfect is boring, in my opinion. Mannequins are perfect, right? And it's so important to really sort of practice self-love. And besides the fact that I think you have to be careful about taking Instagram too seriously, the other thing that I'm a real believer in is throwing away the magnifying mirrors. Mm, yeah. You know, I mm-hmm. think that even young women do use them, let's say, to put on eyeliner, but then they see pores that just really no one else will see, or they're <laughs> seeing a crow's feet that, you know, is invisible to the rest of the world. So we need to really, I always say, sort of when you're looking at yourself in the mirror, to get the best view of yourself as others see you, stay arm's length distance from a non magnifying mirror and that's how others see us and you know really I do if you remember perfection is boring I really do feel that Uh, I've got a lot of lines that come from years of smiling and a really a joyful life and I think we almost need to focus more on achieving personal happiness and self-acceptance so much more than the goal of 
perfection. It's just, it doesn't exist. And it's, it's uh, something that none of us should be chasing, in my opinion. I love that. I love your outlook. Yeah. And you are beautiful. You are. Yeah, inside really and are. out. Yes. So Thank you. Um, you are, I, I say this a lot, but uh, the people come on our show are walking billboards for their work because but it's true. everybody looks amazing. And obviously I feel like a lot of that too comes internally, yes, like how you feel sure. about treating other people, how you feel mm-hmm. about yourself. So, you know, it's also about self-love, not yeah, just right. skin love too. Everyone Very true. Be kinder to yourselves. Thank you for that reminder. Yeah. And thank you for creating these beautiful products. I cannot wait to put this sunscreen on. Yes, I'm so excited about the sunscreen. So it just launched, right? Yeah. And so you can get it now. You can purchase it now. And the gift with purchase are these amazing blue light glasses. Um, they're they're clear pink. pink they're, frames, they have big round. round frames. So they cover your whole orbital bone area. You're completely protected. We'll Sarah take and I a picture about, and yes. put it on Instagram. Dr. Loretta, where can we find you online if we want to follow you? It's great. Thank you. So we're at drloretta.com, D-R-L-O-R-E-T-T-A.com. Awesome. And uh, our Instagram is at drloretta. Amazing. Yay. And then where can we purchase your products? So again, on our website, mm-hmm. we're also at 17 Nordstrom's. Right now we're on Durham Store. Great. Okay. We're on anthropology.com. And wow. actually, thank goodness, we're up to about 60 doors right now. So we're very excited. Congrats. That's amazing. Congratulations. Also, I'm going to say guys when you pick up the sunscreen if you're looking for one other product to get make it the eye gel yes i'm obsessed with this stuff there is a reason why it's won an award from allure Mm -hmm. it is truly i don't believe in eye creams usually i'm very skeptical it's like one of the only things that i've actually seen people like hate us (laughs) i know they're like like, i want eye cream i'm like don't buy one no but if you're gonna get one Go with the gel. The gel is amazing. So, Dr. Loretta, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much. I learned so much. Me too. I learned so much this episode, guys. You Um, guys learned a lot too. Yeah, if you love this episode, please find us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating and a review. And subscribe. Share with your friends. We're also on Instagram at gloss underscore Angeles. Twitter at gloss Angeles pod. And join our awesome Facebook group. Just search for gloss Angeles on Facebook. Thanks. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.